Welcome to the Science of Parenting podcast, where we connect you with research-based information that fits your family. We'll talk about the realities of being a parent and how research can help guide our parenting decisions. I'm Mackenzie Johnson, parent of two littles with their own quirks, and I'm a parenting educator. And I'm Lori Hayings, and I have three children who are all in different life stages. One is launched, one is in college, and one is in high school. And I'm also a parenting educator. And today we are going to be talking a little bit about how we can develop our parenting philosophy. And you may wonder, how does that fit with self-care <laughs> in season two, right? Well, what we want to do is help help you understand how thinking about what we believe about parenting at our very core and foundation really can help us be more confident in our parenting. And remember that we talked about how having confidence in our parenting helps us to be a better parent in terms of treating our child even as more capable. So that's why we want to talk about developing our parenting philosophy and really thinking about how that can build our self-confidence and create an opportunity for some self-care. Absolutely. The way that we think about ourselves as parents and the way we think about our parenting and so, as you know, at the Science of Parenting, we love to look at things with that lens of research and reality. And so our job is to share a little research on the topic. Your job is to decide how it fits in your, your own reality. So we know that each of us is likely going to have a little bit of a different parenting philosophy because of your own reality. And that's okay. <laughs> we totally that's okay. It's wonderful. In fact, it's not just okay. It's wonderful. So... Thinking about philosophy, Mackenzie, what do you think would be at the core of your parenting philosophy? Well, I think the things that come to mind for me are raising kids to be adults that are kind and capable. Those are kind of the two words that come to the forefront of my mind is my parenting philosophy is working to raise kids who are kind and capable. What about you? So we're in different life stages, remember? So mm -hmm. currently I would say that my foundations revolve around uh, value, valuing others and mm -hmm. being respectful for both yourself personally, respecting yourself as well as respecting others. So value and respect. Yeah. And you've talked about that respect piece before. Um, I do. I think like I know that's a theme you carry like respect. I know it's there for you. <laughs> it is. It is. And I think that that might be a good word to also play around with as we think about philosophy. It's our parenting theme, right? Oh, yeah. It's what we believe. It's it's that that theme that we evolve and revolve around. All right. So let's go to research first. So <laughs> developmental scientists actually have come to understand some of those microdynamics or little interactions that take place between a baby and an adult in a caring relationship. And what they know is that those micro dynamics or those little things that come between an adult and the child, they have this lifelong effect. And in a very specific way, they actually have a lifelong effect on who that baby will become. Absolutely. And we talk about this, you know, this is just a research tidbit to back up the concept that who we are as parents has long-term impact on our kids. Um, you know, we've talked about that before, but I do think the idea of, like you said, of slowing down to think about, you know, like 
what's behind, what's that foundation? That's a word I've heard you use. What's that foundation on how we get to those long-term impacts that we want? I don't know that we always do that. I don't know that we always slow down in the midst of everything going on. And, you know, for me chasing after kids and <laughs> um, so taking that time to, what do I really want here? How do I, what do exactly. I want those term impacts to be from my parenting? Exactly. And when you think about slowing down, it, it really gives us the opportunity to stay focused or get focus, mm -hmm. uh, focus on the big picture. And especially when challenging moments come up, if we've thought about our parenting philosophy or that theme of our parenting, we actually are able to handle those challenging moments a little bit better. So which actually, it brings us right into research tidbit number two. So this is the idea of how do we go about developing our parenting th philosophy? And, and remember, this is our very own parenting philosophy. Mm -hmm. So research and author Jeff Kemp discusses an interesting concept in his book about parenting teens. So he says, to maximize your parenting effectiveness, you need to have a parent wish. And this wish guides your thinking and your actions as you go about your day-to-day -day business. And so your parent wish kind of represents that innermost enduring wish you hold for your child's life. Makes me all warm and fuzzy. Right, that parent wish. Okay, and this actually reminds me of like a productivity book that I've read uh, called Eat That Frog. And so a part of that book, and they talk about how do you tackle tough jobs? And I think that maybe sometimes parenting is a tough job. But a part of how they talk about doing that is getting clarity on what mm -hmm. you want and why you want it. And I think that mm -hmm. really applies to this concept of a parenting wish too is really it's just like bringing something into focus, getting clarity on what that wish is so that you know the why and the how to get there. Because like you said, the challenging moments are going to happen. Like mm -hmm. they are inevitable <laughs> that we mm -hmm. will have challenging moments with our kids and co-parents and other relationships and family members and friends. But for parenting, what's that wish so we can raise those kids to be the kind of adults we hope they are? And I like that this tidbit came from a book on teens because I think that allows you to think about, I, I literally remember like holding that first child, that brand new baby and thinking about my wish for you. Mm. But now as I look into the eyes of my teenagers and my adult, young adult children, I think now my wish for you is this. And, mm. and I believe that that parenting wish has changed as they've grown I believe that that parenting wish has changed for me as I've grown, as mm -hmm. I've learned. And so you use the word clarity. And I think that being able to stop and focus and bring some clarity to what we believe in our philosophy and what we want our children to have in terms of that parenting wish is really important. And, and again, Let's bring this back around to self-care. Taking the time to do that, wow. It, I mean, even just talking about it, it makes me feel really good, if I can use that word. I know we've talked about not yeah. being a good or a bad parent, um, but I feel, I feel successful and I feel energized talking mm -hmm. about what my wish is for my child. That's got to be self-care related, right? For sure. And I think what you said 
actually about how your wish for your kids has changed over time as they've grown, as you've grown really kind of reminds me. So, I mean, we know that I have little kids. And so as I think of my philosophy is like, yeah, I'm really focused on instilling them, you know, the ideas of being kind and being capable. That really makes sense for having a preschooler. Like those are the skills they're really developmentally working on adapting, you know, getting that independence and those abilities and learning about our social skills and things that is, those are very relevant for her age. And so, yeah, how might that morph? I don't know yet. Right. But that'll continue to revisit. And so I do have that clarity of like, who are we raising these kids to be? Who, you know, what, what do we want to instill in them? Yeah. Yes. That makes I love that. I love that. And again, developmentally where my children are at, absolutely. The idea of valuing others and having respect both for yourself and others. That's, it's a total mm -hmm. developmental piece that they're doing right now at their ages. So, okay. Another research tidbit. Mm-hmm. Having a parenting philosophy is so important, especially when it comes to co-parenting. Mm -hmm. So James McHale and colleagues found that parents, co-parents in their study that had talked to each other uh, actually relatively little with each other about their parenting beliefs and their parenting values before their child's birth. And frequently, parents had little understanding of their partner's beliefs so there are actually some marked discrepancies between the parents' beliefs and what the other person predicted their co-partner believed. Mm -hmm. So I got to say, <laughs> when I first read this, I'm a parenting educator. That's my background, right? Mm -hmm. Early childhood education, family development. That's what I went to school for. So honestly, as I was dating gosh, those were normal conversations for me. <laughs> and so as I read this, I thought, what? What do you mean people didn't talk about this with their partners or their co-partners? And then we started talking about this. And what did what did our producer, Kenzie, say? Oh, it looks different for everybody. And even across different levels of like relationship development, right? How far you are into relationship. And yeah, when you're dating. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's different. It's a little different conversation for everybody, but it's a part of how you might decide who you want to be with and how what that will look like for your relationship quality later. And absolutely. And it's funny because, I mean, yes, my background also in parenting education, I think of, for me, when I think about these conversations about parenting philosophy, I feel like maybe, you know, we had this conversation about infants. Do you believe in this method or this method? Do you believe, you know, maybe mm -hmm. some of those kind of basic things, but yeah, did we cover through, what do you do with the toddler tantrum? You know, what would be your philosophy around that? Did we cover through, you know, what happens with a teenager um, or, you know, or your school ager? And so mm -hmm. seeing how that philosophy, like you said, morphs, that parent wish kind of morphs, even if it has the same foundation. And so thinking about how that looks different in different stages. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the conflict that not talking about it causes. Mm-hmm. I actually just had a conversation with my co-parent uh, the other night. We had kind of a little check-in. Um, you know, one of our little family routines had like been a little heated. And so it was, you know, after the fact, we were calmer and we kind of checked in. It was like, okay, we need to kind of wind ourselves back around with the like clarity of the goal. Like, this is what we want. And so maybe that means each of us kind of redirecting the strategy we're using um, back to the goal on the same philosophy we have. 
So it's an ongoing conversation. So absolutely key ongoing. Mm -hmm. It's an ongoing conversation. I feel like that's the theme of kind of what we keep coming to for season two is like, how do we find joy? How do we take care of ourselves? We talk, we can, we talk, then we talk again. <laughs> yes. And just when you thought you were on the same page, you need to communicate again. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. So, so what happens? How do we start? Uh, what if I don't know how to start? Yes. So we actually have two kind of little tidbits here. One is actually a throwback to one of our previous episodes. So on parenting styles, um, just in case you're like, okay, sure. A parenting wish. I don't even know what I would think of. Um, I did want to kind of throw this one back in there on thinking about authoritative parenting. So Lori, do you want to walk us through that? That was, what was that episode? That was in season one, um, episode five, defining parenting styles is where we talked about this idea of authoritative parenting. Do you want to give us like the quick rundown? Sure. So Diana Baumrim, she is the one that came up with the three parenting styles. And so the parenting style that we talk most about in the science of parenting is the authoritative parenting. And remember, that's the style of parenting where we have boundaries and expectations that are reasonable for our child's age. And we also deliver our conversations and our guidance to our children with warmth and acceptance. So there is expectations and boundaries, but we have this warmth and acceptance of things that are happening in our child's life and you know, tantrums that they may have, right? <laughs> so yeah. when we look at that in a parenting philosophy, that that's a really great place to start is thinking about acceptance and warmth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think of like, okay, so as we carry out, you know, the parenting decisions about snack about mm. bedtime about activities you know about all the things that we have going on i like about curfew yeah yeah <laughs> so all those decisions we have that you know you use that word foundation of the philosophy and so as i think about the boundaries that i set for my kids with my philosophy of i want them to be kind and capable okay when i set boundaries i need to encourage boundaries that allow them to build those capabilities and I need to do it kindly. And when I provide warmth and responsiveness and acceptance of them, I need to do that in a way that's kind, in a way that encourages them to become capable. So that foundation really fits in those two pieces of parenting, I think, really well. That it does. And that is something that I know that that I've had that conversation with the girls is that I will respect you and speak respectfully to you as well. Mm -hmm. I will – I value – and respect you. And I will speak with you in that way um, that shows you I value and respect you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That philosophy kind of, I think, helps us get through those moments. Like, okay, mm -hmm. this is a big goal. I got to. It's not just an expectation of them. It's also an expectation. <laughs> yes. Of them. yes. So one other thing to consider besides the um, parenting style of authoritative parenting, another cool thing is this, you know, we're moving into kind of the strategies in your reality section here. Uh, you guys know I love a model, <laughs> I love a framework <laughs> to consider for a strategy. And so as you're making these kind of big decisions about what your wishes or your parenting philosophy is for parenting your kids, uh, there's the Pew Research did a study. And so they asked parents about the 12 traits, how they kind of prioritized or ranked what they thought was most important to them. Some qualities from, you know, spirituality to hard work, responsibility, tolerance. And so we have this list of 12 traits. And so we want to kind of walk you through 
So I'm going to just send a little caveat here and I want you to listen to these 12 traits and think about how these 12 traits, these strategies are actually playing out today, real time in real world events, things taking place right now in our world. And think about how we teach our children these strategies without judgment. Mm -hmm. All right, so go. Okay. I'll do a few and then I'll pass back to Lori. Okay. So the first six of these 12 uh, traits that people may want for their children is empathy for others, obedience, spirituality, helping others, persistence, and being well-mannered. So maybe one of those is like, oh yeah, that's really my parenting wishes for that. Um, So we know it looks different. And Lori, you know, you make this great point about we're really seeing this play out as we think of us living in a COVID pandemic and all of these things that we're in right now. These traits are really, these values are really shining for people in times of stress. What you value is really shining through the actions that you have. So I think of this list of traits is, yeah, I've seen lots of people be helping others and empathetic and yes, I think that's great. So do you want to read us the other six? Yes, here we go. So the other six are independence, being responsible, hard work, creativity, tolerance, and curiosity. Mm-hmm. And pulling out a couple here, when you think about what's happening in our world today around bias and uh, differences in experiences when it comes to race and ideas and conversations about those, that idea of uh, teaching values around tolerance. And there's that value creativity. Think about how creative people have become in terms of education and delivering programs in ways that they never had to think about before. They're far more creative than they thought they could be, should be, or would ever have to be. And and so these values really, they really give us a chance to teach our children uh, many, many different things that are important as they grow. And we know that you know, like we said earlier, we believe in a pluralistic approach to parenting, more than one way to raise great kids. And so the things I might pull out of this list of 12, probably different than what Lori would pull, which is probably different than what you would pull and what you would pull, you know, like it looks different and that's all right. That's a good thing. And there's a lot of different ways to consider using this list too. You know, like what's it look like if you have, okay, Mackenzie, you love a model. Here's the list of 12. Now what? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So we've defined it and we've um, given you some strategies. And as I look back at that list, I think about what could Mackenzie DeYoung possibly ask us for our stop, breathe, talk moment. You know, that moment where we let her come at us with something off the cuff. And so I think this is the time to do that. And I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope that it's not as hard as the last question she gave us on our last episode. So this one isn't specifically about you. You don't have to come up with examples like I did last time, but I need some clarification. Okay. So my question, you're talking about, I'm hearing parenting styles, hearing parenting philosophies. So like what's, can you like briefly explain to me and maybe our listeners are thinking the same thing. What is the difference between the two and or like how do they cross over each other? Like, can you just give me like a summary or a clarification on that? 
Sure. <laughs> I think that that's easy to confuse the word uh, philosophy with style. Um, and when I think of philosophy as opposed to the word style, so they're two different words to me. So philosophy to me is, it's that big overarching or underneath me, it's that foundation that I stand on. So I'm standing on the foundation and how I move my body, how I respond to the things around me is my style. So let's see, I like to talk in pictures. So I'm seeing, okay, so I'm seeing um, our, our writer, Barb Dunswanson, and I am angry with Barb. And so my foundation is that of value and respect. So my foundation is that I need to have a conversation, a difficult conversation with Barb, and it's going to be respectful because I value Barb. So that's my foundation. And then my style, if I were to pick a parenting style, remember it's authoritative. So my style would be to speak to Barb about um, expectations that I have. And I would do that in a warm manner. So I might, you know, speak in this tone of voice. I would be matter of fact. I wouldn't be yelling. Um, my arms wouldn't be waving around. Right. And so that to me is kind of that difference between foundation. I value respect. I want to have a first party conversation with Barb. And because I value her and respect her, my style is going to be one of expectations and warmth. Does that make sense? I think so. So the the philosophy is kind of the overarching feeling per se, and the approach is no the the, the style is the approach is what, what I, you see. I set up. Yeah, yeah. And I would say that the philosophy is what we believe and what we wish and what we hope. It feels a little more intangible, like it's the thought, mm -hmm. while the style, yeah, like is like what you see is the actions is the choices we make is the things we say. So the philosophy, yeah, I like the word foundation. I like that. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. And it feels like, sturdy. Yeah. <gasps> That's sturdy. Look at you speak in pictures it's again. It feels sturdy. It's <laughs> <laughs> sturdy. Yes. That's awesome. And, and it's sturdy. Okay. So let's wrap this all back in. It's sturdy <laughs> because you've taken the time to have some self focus, uh, you've taken some time to create clarity about it. And that's why it feels sturdy because you've given purposeful thought about it. Mm -hmm. Good question. Mm -hmm. Yes. And as you've been talking and you said foundation, now I'm thinking about how it applies to building a house. Mm -hmm. more on that <laughs> more on that later anyway <laughs> thank you for clarifying actually as we talked through that it started to make more sense to me so hopefully that Hooray. also helped others so bye yes all right so today we've talked about our parenting philosophy. We've talked about ways that we can begin to develop a parenting philosophy or come back to our parenting philosophy and think about how it needs to be tweaked or negotiated differently. And doing that allows us that opportunity for self-care. It allows us to feel confident in our parenting. When we feel confident in our parenting, we see our children as more capable. Gosh, it just spins all the way around to an, a nice circle with a nice tight bow, right? And so 
whether you're just starting out on your parenting philosophy or whether you're thinking, I maybe need to take a moment. And I like to have conversations with my adult children about this type of thing because they are perfectly capable. I think even, you know, even your preschooler would just have the most creative conversation with you about what do we believe? <laughs> What's at the um, core, so, right? Right, exactly. So anyway, I want to say thanks. Thanks for joining us today on the Science of Parenting. Remember to subscribe to our weekly audio podcast on Apple and Spotify or your favorite podcast app. Watch the show on video each week, and then you can join us on Facebook Live sometime when we tackle your questions and your comments. But here we are, so <laughs> come along with us as we tackle the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and the research and reality all around the science of parenting. <laughs>